Hi, and welcome to the farm. That was the conclusion of season three for You've Married a Farmer, Now Watch. So now, after the brief introduction video, we're going to deep dive back into the most incredible people who've been on the podcast this season and go over briefly who they are, what they did, as well as shout out to those supportive links and sponsors who made this season possible. Before we continue with today's summary of our Season 3 episodes, I'd like to give a quick shout out to the supportive links and sponsors that have made this season of The Rural Mum possible. So I'd like to thank CGC Photography and Design, Monty Coposting and Co with their 20% discount code, Alison Hamilton, The Farm Office, Thermomix Australia with their consultant code, Karcher Williams, as well as Tupperware, which also uses the consultant code Karcher Williams. Please use that at checkout to help support this channel and continue seeing You've Married the Farmer, Now What? Now let's continue with today's summary. Episode one takes us to Walker, New South Wales, where we spoke with sheep grazier, AJ Hunt. She spoke about raising her three kids on the land after being born and raised in Sydney, New South Wales. After marrying her farmer, they moved to his grazing property out near Narrabri, and then after their children were older, making the change to Walker, New South Wales. AJ talks about moving from different climates and different range types in farming in agriculture, as well as what to do with three sons when a flood happens. Episode 2 took us to Werris Creek in New South Wales where we spoke to Julia Pursehouse on moving from a livestock farm to marrying a cropping farmer and the changes in the practices and family life. Julia talks about the journey of love and isolation of this change, about raising their sons on a cropping farm and how she was able to reconnect with her identity and into a practice that she loves, which she then developed into a business. Julia also talks about the mindset change in the terminology that we use here on the farm. Changing the words from, I have to feed my horse or I have to feed my animals to I get to feed my animals. What a beautiful practice and a fantastic interview to listen to. So episode three takes us further afield to life on Kangaroo Island. We talked to Courtney Trasui, a farmer's wife, who talks about the journey of living on a farm near the beach, as well as relying on the boat for groceries and other farmhold supplies, connecting them to the mainland. We talked logistics of getting ready and having to plan a whole week around tasks that would usually take some people only a few hours to complete. 
Courtney talks about the community that she has gotten to know and how they find their strength together, knowing that they're all in this together. In episode four, we take a slightly different attack on marrying a farmer and moving to the farm. We interviewed Daniel Hart, who fell in love with an emu farmer near the Warrumbungal National Park in New South Wales. He talks about moving out of a major city where he was a mechanic by trade to the emu farm, where he was learning to do farming and learning that even on Christmas Day, farming does not stop when there is a problem with your water systems. Daniel also spoke about becoming a jack of all trades because being out of town and so far out of the way means that friends, family and specialists such as plumbers and electricians can't always make it out to the farm in a timely manner and learning how to safely do chores and jobs like this on top of everything else that he's already learnt. Daniel also talks about adjusting farm life to ensure that they can raise their two beautiful children on the land. In episode five and six, a massive interview that we needed to split into two parts was my interview with Katrina Meyer. Katrina married a vet and returned to her family's avocado farm where she talks about the adjustment to returning back to a family farm, finding your place and making sure that the hard discussions are had up front so everybody's expectations are all on the front foot. Katrina talks about not just being part of the business or surviving in agriculture and farming, but thriving, a topic that is very important to herself and her heart, which she also discusses on her podcast. Find the links and information in the description below. Angie Nisbet, what a bombshell. Angie was fantastic to chat to as another farmer who has returned to her home on a cattle and goat station. Angie talks about conquering the challenges of returning to the farm and making the adjustment work for her husband and her four children. Angie talks about how managing a multi-generation property with siblings who are also involved with their families and the importance of working in business on the business and communicating effectively. In episode eight, we talked to the amazing Rainy Holcomb. Rainy was born and raised on a crocodile farm near Catherine and once finding love moved to Timber Creek Stock Camps and moved into business with her husband. Rainy and her husband run and organize stock camps and a mustering business throughout the Timber Creek region and sometimes even delve across the border. Rainey talks about joining the business, how the business has grown and how they are able to be able to continue with that business as well as raise their family on the land. Rainey talks about how the kids are involved even at such a young age and how they're able to make those possible. Rainey's tips, tricks and hacks on having kids on the land and running the business are absolutely a game changer. 
Interview 9 was with the incredible Paige March. You may have recognised her from the Prime TV show, The Farmer Wants a Wife. And in this episode, we talk about this farmer wanting a new life. Paige talks about not growing up on the land, but knowing that she wanted to be involved in agriculture. Paige took the risk from moving from Queensland down to New South Wales and found a new home in Catalyst. She talks about the business and education to learning to be a farmer and how being a station hand has given her the life experience and the skills that she wishes will one day lead to having a farm on her own. This is an incredible chat for those wanting to move to the land for the first time or wanting to look at different ways on how to make it work and manageable in a role in agriculture. Episode 10, to wrap up an incredible season three and talking to an incredible range of people, is with Nat. Nat moved from London, England to the Western Australia wheat belt. Nat talks about how the Wild West in Western New South Wales is so different to where she's come from. Nat talks about being the cliché backpacker who moves over for just a few weeks to get a taste of the Australian bush, meeting a farmer and then being here for the rest of her life. Nat talks about raising their two kids as a station manager's wife and moving from property to property. She has some absolute gems about moving to the farm for the first time as she's done it quite a few times now. Nat and I also talk about the isolation can sometimes delay getting the help that you need and also about bushfire season. Bush, bushfires in Australia and particularly rural Australia are handled very differently to they are to how they are in England. In England Nat talks about calling the fire department and how now that she's on the Western Australia wheat belt she needs to be ready to go in bushfire safety at all times having a plan, having an evacuation kit and practicing it with you and your children are really important. And with that, that wraps up our 10 episodes for season three. Thank you everybody. I hope you have really enjoyed season three as much as I have. If you are wanting to know more about these interviews, click into the description below, join us over on Instagram or also over onto YouTube if you are more into a viewing platform rather than a listening platform. Until then, we look forward to seeing you in season four.